1: All righty then, Vince. All right. Are you ready Good for list. rapid fire? If I'm I like ready it.
2: For rapid fire, you silly, silly boy. <laughs> of course I'm ready. Let's go.
1: Got super chats coming in that we're gonna uh, add to this. Let me see. Got to got pair my list. And we've yeah, we've got a few um, additions to rapid fire. So right. I saw a tweet from Audric Estime this weekend. Estime said, "Time to take it to a whole nother level." So, what does it look like for Audric Estime to take it to a whole nother
2: level? Look, I think we can all be very happy with where Audric Estime is right now, right? I think, I think he definitely picked himself up from where he was when he had that little bit of fumbleitis there, uh, you know, against Stanford, and and I think the coaching staff showed a lot of trust in Audric Estime, right? So I think that part he needs to clean up just a little bit. You can't have those fumbles in those particular points of the game. If he doesn't fumble mm-hmm. against Stanford, they probably end up winning that game. I think we can all pretty much agree on that, right? So he's going to have to clean that up. And, and if he's going to take it to another level, I think that makes him the, the the featured back. Like that That would tell me he's at the next level. Like from start to finish, Audric Estime is your dude. And then you bring in some other guys to give him a breather. Next level to me is that he's the dude. And that's not the way they really used him. They kind of used him more in the second half. Like he was kind of the second half dude, Mm -hmm. right? Next level is you're the full-time, full-game dude, and you don't have the fumble issues. So I guess that's next level for Audrey Estame. But, man, there's a ton of talent in that room, and I don't know if they can really even have a dude. I think they need to spread it around, but that would be next level for him.
1: It's going to be a good question. I mean, he still was only 80 yards shy of 1,000, and he's still almost – Average six yards per carry and ran for 11 touchdowns. This is the answer, though. Chi-Town has it. It's beast mode. That is yeah. the answer for me because that's what I have, you know, envisioned for Audrick Estime with his body type, and you know, and just everything about him. He's He's got that build like Marshawn Lynch. He might not be quite as nuts as Marshawn Lynch, but he's you know, got a good personality. But he's got, you know, he's got good feet for a big man. He's got great hands for a big man. And you're probably right, you know, like, the biggest thing is just cleaning up the fumbles. I think that's the biggest thing. And, like, if they use him the way they did even last year, I think that he can get over 1,000 yards, you know. So, I think that that would be a step for him as well. The the backfield is going to be even more crowded. But, you know, if you're Notre Dame with that big physical offensive line that that we think will be even, you know, bigger and more physical – Next year you should be able to beat teams down for like mm-hmm. two and a half, three quarters, and then here comes that that estimate beast mode, and he's gonna just beat you down and run through you. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that's what's so fun, is like you know, seeing him hit holes that aren't really holes that are that are more just you know, little narrow slivers. It's, that, it's amazing how manages. skinny he can
2: get, right? I, I mean know. He, like the way he can get in there and kind of maneuver his hips. I mean, it's I hate to say it, because I know a lot of people go there. It's very Jerome Bettis-like. Like, Like the way he was able to maneuver his lower body with his big size. Like, he's a big dude, right? But the way he was able to move his hips and get his lower body to squeeze through those holes, man. I mean, call me crazy, but I would have loved to see Audrick Estime wearing number six. Just
1: saying. (laughs) Close. Very close.
2: I know. Very close.
1: Fill in the blank. It's blank that Ian Book is headed to the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Very Great polarizing. Friend. Very It polarizing, is very
2: polarizing than I thought that it was going to be, if I'm being honest. The, the, I, I just happen to be scrolling through Facebook, and I see Notre Dame put out there, you know, hey, congratulations to Ian Book on his way to the Super Bowl. And the, the comments, like the vitriol pointed toward Ian Book. It's like, mm-hmm. dang, man. Look, the end of the day, is he probably is he gonna be dressed for the Super Bowl? Probably not. I don't I don't think he makes the active roster. It's not even
1: probably not. It's not even a and the 49ers (laughs) like no, I'm serious. We learned that lesson. You can't suit up three quarterbacks because there's a 43 man limit, and the 49ers found that out yesterday. They needed a third quarterback, but they couldn't go to one because the NFL won't let you dress three. So you know, like to me. It's like, they won't
2: let you dress three. I thought you could dress three.
1: You, you, well, you
2: have to decide where you have to decide. You're going to have to, yeah, exactly. 27 quarterbacks if you wanted to, but like, exactly. Okay.
1: Nobody does. Yeah. Because there's like a three quarterback. Yeah. All this different stuff. It's like, it seems like an easy designation, you know, like the quarterback is a position, you know, where the guys literally take poundings, you know every game like you should at least be able to have the guy in uniform and as an emergency situation have a third quarterback you can you can put in a game and there's a 43 right. man limit for a playoff game but you know i, I think it's great for ian book but you know yeah. that's i do kind of look at it and go well like uh, you know i'm sure he's a great scout team quarterback but he's not even in uniform on Saturdays right. like like right. if the eagles were forced into a situation where they had to go to ian book if Minshew and hurts were out like would they have looked much better than the 49ers did yesterday
2: no because one the 49er you know Purdy couldn't throw and healthy Ian Book can't throw and either. apparently
1: Purdy by the way they're saying it might be a blown UCL like I he might be an elbow for six
2: months yeah <laughs> like that's crazy absolutely yeah. crazy look it's great for Ian Book he get you know we had a um a local star from high school here Garrick Dieter was on the practice squad was activated every now and again for the chiefs last time they won the super bowl he got a super bowl ring was he dressed for the game no but he was in there celebrating after the lock you know in the locker room and the whole thing and guess what for the rest of his life he'll be a super bowl champion so you know what good for ian book that's awesome but i i i do feel like they're overblowing the fact that he's headed to the super bowl a little bit too much i get why they're doing it it's notre dame and they're They wanted, you know, hey, their players are in the playoffs. And that's, you know, know, like I get it. But like
1: the image that they use, you know, like the photo that they use, it's like
2: Ian Book dropping back. pass, You know, and it's I don't think he ever threw a pass for the Eagles like ever. He
1: needs he needs the picture with the cape on, you know, like
2: I mean, it was a Photoshop situation probably from. College, but uh, look, but whatever, it's fine. Not
1: everybody gets a Super Bowl ring, and right. he got a chance to get a Super Bowl ring in a second year in the NFL, so it is still yep. very cool. Look. I was, I was just a, am- you know, I was pretty amazed at the amount of Notre Dame fans who were just ripping this guy. Oh, the
2: hate! Like shreds. I have no hate for Ian Book. Like, go ahead, you know. do your thing, man. Like, good for you. I'm not going to be sitting on the sidelines, not dressed, and get a Super Bowl ring if they happen to win. Like, it is going to be an amazing experience for Ian Book to be at the Super Bowl. I don't think he is on the field. No. no.
1: Again, he is, he, is not, he is not. He was not suited up yesterday. I mean, it's it's basically Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah, he'll be on the sideline. Right. But he won't be in uniform unless something happens to Gardner Minshew in the next two weeks. Right.
2: And, and look, my son got to go down to the state championship last year for track as an alternate, right? That's basically what Ian Book is. Got to go experience it, do the whole thing no pressure just go experience it now he's going to go as an actual runner this year Ian Book probably isn't going as a starting quarterback next year maybe he will but like that's the way I looked at it I was like man this is a great experience for you go enjoy it you know cheer on your team do the whole thing for Ian Book man this is his job go cheer on your team you can be a Super Bowl champion like yeah you know, it is what the it is. But you're like, on
1: your team. That's right. The hate
2: the question the is, hate is what is kind of lunch.
1: Patrick Mahomes impersonation can he do over the next couple of weeks in practice?
2: <laughs> exactly. That's- Which will be beneficial to the Eagles, though, right? Like he's yeah. part. If they win that game, he is part of it, and he right. deserves to get a ring. But it. Let's pump the brakes on the Ian Books going to the Super Bowl stuff. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> By the way, you know, we were talking about Jalen Hurts and who gets to claim him and all that stuff last week. He's the first Oklahoma quarterback to ever make it to the Super Bowl, which I found very interesting. But, you know, like you think about it, they used to have a lot of option quarterbacks. That's true. (laughs) Yes, but um, and then Baker Mayfield, of course, but uh, he's also the first Alabama quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl since (laughs) 1977. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, both again, both schools get to claim him, I guess.
2: <laughs> which is hilarious, by the way. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
1: All right. Let me see. I think I lost one of the Super Chats. There were two Super Chats. There was two. There it is. There it is. So, Brock Fonville. which pick will Mike mayor be? Which team is the best fit? The NFL. Well, Totally biased here, but I'm telling you, you're right? The best fit is the Dallas Cowboys. There you go. <laughs> so let's go like pick 24, I think it is.
2: Okay. Dallas I don't know Cowboys. if he's going to, I don't think he's going to last that long. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's going to, I think he's projected like 16 to 20 ish right now, something like that. Okay. I mean, best fit, you know, again, like, I mean, I I just think of that. really needs a a tight end. So I would love for him to end up sure in silver and blue.
2: I I just, you know, I I try to look at like, you know, the teams that really count on a tight end. So you got, you know, your New England's. I think he'd be a great fit in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey's not going to be around forever. Be a pretty nice, easy torch to pass there. But again, he's not going to last until 31 or 32. I see that happening. But like any team that values a tight end as a receiving threat and not all teams do, that's who they, he should go to. You know what I mean? I don't want him to go to a team that never uses their tight end because that's a complete waste, right? You yeah. don't, you don't want Like that. Paul
1: Komet being wasted in Chicago. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But Dallas is always thrown to the tight end. That's why it's perfect fit. And I would love to see him down there. That's
2: all I'm saying. So.
1: Another super chat. Notre Dame's expectations have been national championship or bust since its start. With independence, a core part of the Irish, no conference to win. Do you see the expectations shift with the new postseason to playoff or bust? Top twelve gets us a shot yearly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think playoff or bust is absolutely a legitimate. You know, <clears throat> a legitimate goal every year for Notre Dame to be a top 12 team, absolutely. And really, the reality is it's a top 11 team because one of those teams is going to be the best, you know, group of five team, right? Who might not yeah. be in the top 12. So, yeah, I mean, why would Notre Dame not be a perennial, hey man, we need to be in the top 10? I think a top 10 Notre Dame team should absolutely be your goal every year. Sometimes you shoot higher than that, but overall, absolutely. I think a playoff appearance or bust absolutely for notre dame unless they get completely yeah. injury ridden or whatever but yes absolutely i think it's a great question and thanks for the super chat boom appreciate that am i here you are you weren't okay. for a second You're i was gonna say
1: i Woo! everything was spinning there you know just what you were saying a second ago like if if there would have been a 12-team playoff this year, they would have been playing for a potential playoff spot going into USC this season. Absolutely. Because like, you know, they would have mm-hmm. been in the conversation yep. this year for a New Year's Six Bowl, which is basically you would be in contention for a college football playoff spot, potentially. Yep. Even, even with two losses into the teams that they lost to, they would have been in that conversation. So it's absolutely, you, you'll be able to, you know, there's there's going to be some more cushion, you know. You can lose a game or two and not have to walk a, a line of perfection. And now I'm not saying you're going to settle for losing games, but what I'm saying is you can still play this pretty tough schedule. And if you lose to the right teams, like you know, again, you can you can stomach losing to Ohio State because you know that they're probably going to be in the conversation at the right. end, or even Clemson, or you know, whoever it happens to be. So. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. It's 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 playoff or bust pretty much every year. That should be the expectation every year now going forward is that you're going to be a playoff team. Agreed. Uh town from what we were talking about earlier, the NFL should play the college all-stars instead of the Pro Bowl like they did back in the day. Also make it an old-school Rules. I mean, that's a fun idea, but the reason they got rid of Never. of the game is because the Players Association doesn't want to risk injuries for a completely meaningless game. Correct. And that's why we get flag football and, you know, jarts and whatever else. Jarts. Oh,
2: <laughs> great one. That's a great <laughs> reference.
1: Uh, Anthony says, show donation. Love the show, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much, Anthony. We love you, Thanks, too.
2: Anthony. <laughs> Anthony always brings the heat to the show. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh,
1: you. Michael, be careful. I might have to block you there for a little bit. (laughs) Uh, That's great. All right. So do you buy or sell that the Eagles are that good after rolling past the 49ers yesterday?
2: Okay. I will admit I have not been an avid Eagles football game watcher over the course of the season in fact i probably haven't watched a lot of those games but they do win a lot of games right i did watch the game yesterday they didn't do a whole lot that super impressed me
1: you know what i didn't get to see it live but it was on nfl network they replayed it today it was a much closer game for a lot longer than i thought it was based on the you know what the final score was and the way people were talking about it afterwards even with Huntley out there at quarterback for most of the games
2: yeah I I was expecting more from the Eagles if I'm being honest I really really was and I didn't see it there I mean yes they've got a good defense okay they've got a good defense they did not put up the points that they needed to they didn't get the turnovers that they needed to in my opinion to really put that game away yeah they ended up winning by a bunch okay fine I saw a tweet today that the Eagles have the easiest road to the Super Bowl, pretty much ever, and I don't disagree with that right now.
1: Was that Jesse's tweet?
2: Well, it was. <laughs> he he liked somebody's tweet and then he said it himself. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's not wrong. I mean, they had a pretty now they're gonna they're gonna face a good Kansas City game. Our team, I mean, and you know Mahomes is gonna have a chance to heal up a little bit, so they're gonna have their hands full with Kansas City. This is gonna be it. Should be a very very good game. But no, I am not. I'm gonna sell it at the moment that they're like this team of destiny all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, Chi Town says a Purdy doesn't get hurt, the 49ers win. And I think there's a really good case for that again. Cause like it was still it was only 14 to seven before that right. stupid fumbled snap right before halftime that turned it into a 21 to seven game. I think if Purdy's out there, it's a lot different looking game. And and you know, look, I realize and some people you know we were, were saying this. I I think on Friday because I'm a Cowboys fan, like I'm anti-Eagle, I just want to assure you, like, as a Cowboys fan, my, like, the 49ers are at the top of my, you know, list, like, their public enemy number one.
2: Your hate list?
1: Like, the all-time, yeah, it's like, 49ers, Steelers, Eagles are probably number three, but, you know, so, like, for, 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 for me, one, I was picking the 49ers to win, so... I don't want this to seem like, oh, just because the Eagles are in the NFC East with the Cowboys, that's, like, <laughs> right. why I'm bagging on the Eagles. It's, it's not just about that. They have a really good roster. I'm just not sold on the fact that they have beaten a real quality opponent. The 49ers were going to be the best. You know, they are the best team that they beat, but they beat them basically with the number four quarterback out there on the field for right. three quarters exactly. of the game, you know? And I think I think Purdy, I think Purdy getting hurt was was the big difference in mm-hmm. that game. So I
2: absolutely agree. Yep.
1: So speaking of the 49ers, I saw this crazy tweet this morning. Jerry Rice is out on the field at the NFC Championship game, and he's wearing a hat that says goat on it. And then he proceeds, he pulls out this pouch. He's got a little pouch. And he's got his Super Bowl rings in the pouch. And he starts pulling his Super Bowl rings out of the pouch and putting them on his hands. And he's, like, flashing his rings all over the place. And he's wearing this chain with one of those mini 49ers helmets hanging on the chain. Like, good look, bad look, just an odd look for Jerry Rice. What do you think of this whole thing, Vince?
2: It was an odd look is where I'm going with this because – I feel like he probably should have been doing that last week when they were at home, as opposed to on the road against the Eagles, especially with the way that game was kind of trending and going at the time. Look, he is the GOAT. I, I'm not I don't think anybody would disagree. Best wide receiver ever. Yeah. If you if you want to wear a hat that says the goat, peace be with you, because it's true. Okay. Right. No problem with that. You're earned the no. right. Absolutely. No problem. The ring thing is where it kind of took a turn for me. It'd be one thing if the 49ers were winning. They weren't. And you're in Philadelphia, of all places, where you're going to get no love whatsoever. Right. And you're putting on the rings. and it it, it, It just got odd for me. Dude, be on the sidelines. Support your crew. I have no problem with that. Wear the hat. No problem with that the rings took it up a step and what's with the chain with the helmet on it like i that
1: was the weirdest thing that
2: was really like, weird
1: but like the fact that jerry rice like most guys it's like a, a lot of these guys don't even you know like maybe they wear one ring around or whatever but the fact that jerry right. rice is walking around with a with a ring pouch yes and it's like oh now I'm going to put my rings on and the helmet like just seemed like very That's weird Yes, for a man who's in his fifties, I think probably even pushing sixty at this point, to be having the you know the the mini helmet around his neck and like it's like we know Jerry, you're great. We know yeah. you're the greatest. Awesome. I, you know, but you're you're not doing yourself any favors right now. It was just I agree. It was very odd, very odd look for weird, Jerry Rice. Man.
2: Just weird.
1: Like I think we would really have to worry if Joe Montana had been out there with him doing the same thing, you know, like Joe's got the goat and he's flashing his rings and.
2: hmm. Oh, that would be great though. Do you
1: buy or sell Patrick Mahomes proved he's the best quarterback in football yesterday?
2: Ooh, it's, it's hard to really say otherwise at this point, you know, just based on. The performances. I'm talking about right Williams.
1: now. I'm not talking about. No, all time. Right, talking right, right, right. No,
2: I agree. Yes, because he, he's better than Tom Brady right now. Yeah. I don't, and if anybody's going to disagree with that, then they're nuts. Right. right? He beat Joe Burrow head to head and he was injured. And some of that stuff he had to do with his feet with it, you know, and he was clearly not in 100% shape. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Some of the throws that he made were really impressive uh, yesterday. I, I think that there is a case to be made. I will buy that he is the best quarterback in football right now.
1: Yeah, and I mean, not only did he do all those things that you're talking about, the obviously the, the deciding play that we'll talk about here in a second, where he was, you know, pushed after he had gone out of bounds by Joseph Asai. He's playing on a gimp leg the whole game to begin with, and he makes that he didn't take off running a whole lot be, you sure. know because of that leg. And he, he makes that play with his legs. And then you also look at the fact he had three receivers get injured in the course of that game and still threw for over 300 yards. It was like him and Kelsey and and
2: um Oh, the I kid think. with the hyphenated name yeah. is was all over the place. And, yeah, I, and it was, I don't know it why his name escapes me, but Scantley. Um yes, Scantlin was Scantley or whatever is, is yeah, the second, exactly. Is the second name.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was basically it. So to 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 win that game, I mean, basically they won the game because they had Patrick Mahomes. Now, yes. you know, if you put Joe Burrow on the on the other side, maybe he's able to do the same thing. I don't know, but Burrow obviously had a lot more weapons at his disposal sure. than Patrick Mahomes had. They won that game because of Patrick Mahomes. Like they weren't going to win that game with two too many other guys at quarterback. Joe Burrow is right in there, and I mean, they're both young enough that like between those two guys and Josh Allen, like the playoffs, the last three, the AFC playoffs the last few years have just been fantastic because yeah. you've got all these great quarterbacks going head to head in meaningful games. So
2: I do really like he's,
1: the, he's at the he's definitely yeah. at the top of the list, especially based on what he did yesterday.
2: I do like that there's a lot of young quarterbacks out there that are gonna be around for a while. They're gonna just be battling it out for the next ten years. Like that. Is very exciting to me. You know, there's a lot more young, talented quarterbacks than there are guys that are older than that. You know what I mean? That are, like, right. on their way out. Uh, because a lot of those guys are out, and they've left. And now there's a new generation, and they're, and they're, they're all about the same age, it feels like, right? And uh, we're going to see a lot of good football for a while, and it's going to be fun.
1: Fill in the blank. The officiating in the AFC Championship game was blank
2: wasn't terrible i'm sorry i know people are really upset there was nothing that was super egregious maybe the pass interference call maybe the
1: most egregious thing to me was the whole third and nine yeah that was situation with like they said that they were blowing the whistle and because it was so loud nobody could hear the whistle but right you know because it was like second down and nine and then you know the clock kept running after the incompletion. I think, and so then it's third and nine, and then they blow the whistle. Why did the whole play get run? Like, why? If if you were really blowing the whistle, why didn't the official rush out there and just you know? Well, did you over see the it? ball the, and stop the, back the ball?
2: Official was trying to stop it. He ran out in was the, middle of the field and was going like this, and they ran. See, the I never player saw out. that
1: angle. Yeah, yeah
2: okay. I, there, there's a. I'll have to send it to you, but he. So he's like a back judge who's on the sideline right? Because uh, they have more officials than obviously high school, right? So he's, he's on the sideline, but he's in the secondary. And so he starts running in and he gets to almost linebacker depth. And he's like, yeah, we're st- you know, we're stopping, we're stopping. And they didn't stop. So yeah. they did try to stop the play. I kind of blame the other officials for not seeing what he saw that the clock was running and it wasn't supposed to be. Now, maybe that's not what their job responsibilities are. They're not supposed to be watching the clock. Right. Um, But it turned into a big mess, obviously, right? It looked like, you know, Kansas City got another shot at third down, right? But the difference is if they would have, you know, think about if they would have completed it, gotten a first down, they were going to redo the play anyway. Kansas City fans would have been upset if when they redid it, they didn't get it, right? Right. And when that's all said and done, that drive did not lead to any points. And so I don't feel like it had anything to do with the game. yes. It looked like a cluster F. I agree with you completely. It didn't have anything to do with the with the outcome. So if that's the worst thing that they did, I blame more the clock operator than anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it was generally inconsistent. I think the biggest thing is, you know, there's all the conspiracy theories about, well, the 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 league wanted the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff, you know, like as if is if the Kansas city chiefs are going to give the super bowl any better ratings than the Cincinnati Bengals, right. you know, that's it's nonsense. like, yeah, the, the
2: conspiracy theorists are ridiculous. I, I will say right. that. Right. I, I, that's, that's nutty. Uh, you know, it, it's just
1: very inconsistent, just, which is consistent with officiating yeah. across the board really, if, right. whether it's college, high school, pro, whatever level, yes. you know, there was, egregious stuff going on in the NBA this weekend as well. It's just officiating needs to be better. And, like, you look at the – at at a couple of different things happen in the playoffs. One is they put together these all-star crews. You know, they don't – I've always thought that you should – you should be rated as a crew through the season, and your crew works games together in the playoffs rather yeah. than, you know, you pick and choose the different guys from together. different – you know, I realize – You know, you get rated and you want the best officials, but just like a team, you know, these guys have learned to work together over the course of the season. And I think that matters, like the best rated crews should go, not just the, you know, the highest rated, you know, individual guys. I I think it makes a difference. And, you know, and, and like when you look at the NFL these last few years, you obviously always see the lead official as the guy on camera. You know who's announcing the calls and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of different faces that you've seen over the last few years. Like yes, we you know we we got used to like Ed you know Ed Hockley and all these different guys who were there year after year. You know, and a lot of those guys have retired. Some of them are working in the booth now. You know, doing TV and stuff like that. And when the really good officials leave, you've got guys trying to fill their shoes. And I, I just think it's just very inconsistent across mm-hmm. the board. We've talked a I lot agree. about it before.
2: No, I, that I do agree with hundred percent. I think, I think it has been very inconsistent across the board and really not just in football, uh, yeah. baseball, all of it. Right. I think it's been very inconsistent across the board and, you know, something needs to change something, you know, I don't know what that is. You know, I know officiating is down across the country as far as getting officials involved and all of that, but it just, it's bad and it needs to get better.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select
3: devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: You know, I think we're both in agreement. They should have thrown a flag on Joseph Asai on, on the push out of bounds on Patrick Mahomes because I've seen less egregious, <laughs> you know, where flags are called, where a guy is already out of bounds. Do, do you feel bad for Asai after this whole thing, you know, with, with everything? that's happened since then?
2: Um, I feel bad that if, if Cincinnati fans turn him into a scapegoat, you know, I do feel bad for him. At the end of the day, it's a boneheaded play, man. Like he sure. was way out of bounds. You can't put yourself in that position is right. what I will say. And he was having a really good game up to that point. And
1: that's the thing. He was having a great game. He
2: was having a really good game. and It stinks. It absolutely stinks that that's what he's going to be remembered for. From this game, is that is that personal foul out of bounds? You just you can't make that decision. You can't give him that extra shove as he's going out of bounds. He was clearly giving himself up yes. out of bounds, I think, clearly.
1: I think Derek is talking about the flop that Joe Burrow did on, on the hit by Clark. That was a total flop. There was no extension of the arms. It was like incidental contact, and Burrow was totally trying to draw a penalty. Come on.
2: Yeah, I... <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah,
1: yeah, we can differ on that. But Patrick Mahomes was definitely out of bounds, and you cannot, especially if it's a quarterback, you cannot shove a quarterback from behind when he's two steps. He's already he'd already taken two steps out of bounds, and his
2: third foot was going down. Like it was way out of bounds. Like, and he gave him a good, like, two handed, full shove into the bench. You can't do that. You can't do that.
1: Yeah, Anthony said his teammate threw him under the bus and and backed over him. Yeah, the guy that was yelling at him, you know, uh, or not at him, but he was yelling when they were going up the tunnel and all that. But there were other teammates who were very supportive. I think the guy – I think it was B.J. Hill or something like that, who was – like I was watching, you know, like in the locker room, there were reporters circling him, and a teammate came up there and he started – like telling that he's like, he's like, you're not asking that stupid question. Ask something else. And he like stood uh-huh. there the whole time, and there were a couple times he's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> you know, so that's funny.
0: Good I, for I thought him. it was
1: good that he stood up and, and like, literally, a grown man crying, Joseph Asai, about what happened. You know, you could tell that he was torn up by it. He knows sure. he made a stupid mistake, yep. and you know, he feels like he cost his team the Super Bowl. So, like, whatever people want to hate him, it, he's already punishing himself. Yeah. Enough. So I, I do feel bad for him yeah that aspect. He made a totally boneheaded play that he knows totally. he can't make, and he cost his team a chance to go to the Super Bowl.
2: But we've all made mistakes, man. And and if any of us have ever played in a game of any sort, no one here has been perfect. And you know that's what it comes down to. Yeah, boneheaded play, no doubt about it. But yeah. man, give the guy a break.
1: Yeah, I agree. And. In- how dumb are LSU fans? Irish natty by 24. It's talking about the roughing the kicker call, where the offensive lineman threw the defender into the kick. I assume you're talking about the 49ers Eagles game, and I, I agreed. It looked like the guy was pushed into him, but you know, and then they had Mike Ferreira or Pereira come on, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, he ran into him," and, and the whole thing. Well, how about the fact that he was pushed into him? Because that's what it looked <laughs> like to me. But, yeah, I don't
2: know. And that's tough. Like, I don't. Do you not call it if he gets pushed into the kicker?
1: If if you're pushed in, you're not. Yeah, yeah. it's not supposed to be called. So, so Gene Hackman is 93 today. Vince, final question tonight. Of course, he was Norman Dale in the movie Hoosiers. Yes. Where does Hoosiers rank on your all-time sports movies list?
2: (sighs) Top ten, I would say. Like I have never once been like, you know what? I need to watch Hoosiers again. Like that never has really gone through my thought process. I've watched a lot of other sports movies multiple times. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. For right. me personally, it's a little slow. Like the movie itself is a little slow. Like
1: it's a little slow. It's a little long. The basketball yeah. stuff itself is really good. Yes, you know they could they could cut a little bit out of there and really yeah. you know like if you yes. could cut
2: about fifteen minutes out of there, yes. you wouldn't
1: be hurting my feelings. I agree. Tighten it
2: up. They had tighten it up, yes, and that's why it's not high on my list because it's so slow. Like I would probably, if I was laying around on a Saturday afternoon and I wanted to watch a sports movie, if I picked that one, I would probably fall asleep. Yeah, I would. And you know, I know maybe that's blast. blast Just shows why Indiana's you're more a football and baseball guy than, yeah.
1: than basketball growing up in Indiana, right?
2: That's, that's a true statement too, because I would pick like Moneyball. Remember the Titans, Rudy. Like, all of these different movies before I would get to Hoosiers.
1: By the way, did you know that Hoosiers and Rudy were both directed and yep. written by the same guy?
2: I did know that, actually. And uh, he did a better job with Rudy. Just saying.
1: <laughs> I think so, too. David Anspaugh directed both. Angelo Puzo wrote both.
2: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah,
1: two different guys, but yeah, same guy, same guy directed both, yeah. same guy wrote both.
2: Okay. Is well, I, there's a lot like less you can downtime in Rudy. similarities,
1: but I do agree that, that Rudy is better done than, yeah. uh, than Hoosiers.
2: Little, there's a lot less downtime in, yeah, in Rudy exactly. than there is in Hoosiers. So, you know, again, good movie. It's just not one of my go-tos. So I'll say top 10, but if I actually started making a list, it might fall out. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's definitely in the top ten, but again, not being as much, you know, like, I think just what you're talking about, just like, it can be tightened up, yes, quite a bit, a little yes. bit too much story, probably,
2: yeah, 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 and story that doesn't need to happen, like yeah. I, you like
1: know, like the love yeah. stuff, yeah, the love
2: stuff, and that between first Hacking of all, it's un- it's it's not believable, right? I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just not. So just cut it out. You don't need it. Don't need it. It's not. Uh, I have a well, hard apparently, time. With
1: that, apparently, before they edited it, I think there was more to that love story. Like they whittled it down to where it is yeah. right now. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. It's going to be kind of a hit and miss week.
2: <laughs> I'll,
1: I've got a road trip coming up to Boston College, i got something else going on tomorrow. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on for tomorrow. Here's what I do know. I'll be back on Friday. What happens between now and then is up to Vince and Brian and Jesse. So I'll let you guys figure that out.
2: Yep. (laughs) I know I won't be on tomorrow. I know that for sure. And uh, we'll see about Wednesday. I I have a feeling I'll be on on Wednesday. I don't know who's going to be sitting in your chair. Well, I'll be sitting in your chair. I don't know who's going to be sitting in my chair on Wednesday. We'll have to see kind of how that that goes. We'll see. Right.
1: All right, so hit the like button if you would. Subscribe, rate, review, leave us a five-star rating, comment, all those great things. They do help us. You know, we had those, you know, that USC guy like a week or so ago complaining that, you know, we paid to have ourselves inserted into his YouTube feed. It's called Uh, an algorithm, friend, and it's because people hit the like button and they subscribe, and then because he's, you know, that's that's how it works.
2: When you troll the other, you know, your your rivals, team, Yeah, up. Hit the like button. You'll end up in
1: USC and Michigan feeds on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.